Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Coffee Break German, Season 3, Episode 15. Hallo und herzlich willkommen zu Coffee Break German. Ich bin Marc. Und ich bin Andrea. Wie geht's dir heute, Andrea? Mir geht es sehr gut, Marc. Danke. Und dir? Ja, mir geht es auch sehr gut. Danke. So, what do we have today? Was lernen wir heute? So, heute lernen wir etwas Neues über den Genitiv. So, we're going back to the genitive. Mhm. Um, but it's old and new today because we're going to look at relative clauses, which we know, and we're just introducing now also the genitive to our relative clauses. Okay, so the relative clauses are these scenarios where we're giving a little more information in some cases. Yes. Excellent. Okay, well, we'll start with a little bit of review on, on material that we've covered before using other cases, and then we'll see how this all applies to the genitive. Shall we get started? Yeah, los geht's. Los geht's. Let's look at what we already know about relative clauses, uh, and we start with the relative clause in a nominative. Um, do you still remember what this is all about? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's like the which or that, in a sense. Yes, very good. And I have a little example for you. Das sind die Kinder, die so schön singen. So those are the children who sing so beautifully. Ja, genau, richtig, Mark. And here we have our relative clause in the nominative with a nice relative pronoun. And the relative pronoun in the nominative is just like the article also in the nominative. So we have here, das sind die Kinder, mm -hmm. yeah, with die in the nominative. And then die so schön singen. So we just repeat what we've already had yeah. because this is all in the nominative. So das sind die Kinder, die so schön singen. So we've seen this before. Exactly. So if we look at all the relative pronouns in the nominative, could you tell me them? Um, yeah, because they're the same as the articles. So that would be der, die, das and die for the plural. Yes, very good. Excellent. So let's quickly move on to the accusative. Mm -hmm. And I have an example here for you. Das ist der Mann, 
den ich gestern gesehen habe. Right, so there, that is the man, or this is the man, um, den ich gestern gesehen habe, uh, whom I saw yesterday, or that I saw yesterday, I suppose, in some cases. Ja, das ist richtig. And here we have quite an obvious accusative because it's the masculine singular. Den ich gestern gesehen habe. So our main clause is here in the nominative. Das ist der Mann. Ja, der Mann. But then our relative clause is in the accusative. Den ich gestern gesehen habe. Yep. Okay. So can you tell me all the relative pronouns in the accusative? So once again, at this stage, they're still the same as the articles. So den, die, das, die. Yes, exactly. So they are the same as the articles in the accusative. In the accusative, yeah. So with the change in the masculine singular, from der zu den. Very good. Excellent. And now I have a dative uh, example for you. Die Familie, der dieser Hund gehört, sucht ihn seit Tagen. So our relative clause is here squeezed into the two bits of the main clause. I'll say the sentence again. Die Familie, der dieser Hund gehört, sucht ihn seit Tagen. So you have die Familie sucht ihn seit Tagen and in the middle you have the relative clause der dieser Hund gehört. So this is, again, a, an example of where we're providing more information. So, die Familie sucht ihn seit Tagen. The family have been looking for him for days. But der dieser, Hund, uh, der dieser Hund gehört, um, the family to whom this dog belongs. Der dieser Hund gehört. Genau, das ist richtig. So, we give more information about the family, which family the family to whom this dog belongs. Good, okay. And now let's look at the relative pronouns in the dative. So we've seen here we have die Familie, der, so that's a nice dative um, relative pronoun. Do you know also the others? Yeah, so again, similar to the articles in the dative, but there is one change, as far as I remember. We've got dem uh, for the masculine, uh, der for the feminine, dem for neuter. And then, if I remember correctly, the plural form becomes denen. Yes, that's exactly right. So, if we had here um, the people to whom uh, this dog belongs, we would say die Leute, denen dieser Hund gehört. Suchen ihn seit Tagen. Okay, that all makes sense. Do you have another example? Yes, I do. Meine Freundin Barbara, mit der ich zur Schule ging, wird heute 50 Jahre alt. Okay, so meine Freundin Barbara, my friend Barbara, uh, wird heute 50 Jahre alt, will be 50 years old today. And then that little extra bit of information in there, mit der ich zur Schule ging, with whom I went to school. Ja, genau, richtig. Sehr gut, ja. And I noticed that some of these uh, examples that we've been looking at have prepositions before the relative pronoun, like mit der and so on. Yes, this is an extra challenge for yourself and our listeners. Um, 
there are some prepositions that have a fixed case to go with, like mit goes with a dative, or für always goes with an accusative. But there are also our Wechselpräpositionen, so the prepositions that can go either with a dative or with an accusative. And this depends on the verb um, that precedes the preposition. And I have a small example for you if you would like to hear it. <laughs> Natürlich. So first we're looking at an example with an accusative. Die Wand, an die ich das Bild gehängt habe, wäre sonst leer. Okay, so die Wand, the wall, an die ich das Bild gehängt habe, uh, to which I have attached the painting or hung the painting. Ja, genau, sehr richtig, ja. Then wäre sonst leer, um, otherwise uh, would be empty. Ja, das ist richtig. That's quite tricky, that wäre sonst leer. Yes, yes, uh, it's wäre, would be. It's a, a hypothesis. hypothesis. Okay, right, so the wall to which, so an die ich das Bild gehängt habe. Genau, so now let's uh, look at the next example with the dative and then we can see the difference. Die Wand, an der das Bild hing, war zuvor leer. Right, so there, die Wand, an der das Bild hing, uh, so the wall on which the painting hung. Ja, genau. Uh, war zuvor leer, was, was previously empty. Genau, das ist richtig. Okay, so can I try and, and explain what's happening here and you can correct mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong? Sure. So the wall, the second example, die Wand an der das Bild hing, um, that would be, that's a, a, a dative in there because the painting was hanging on that wall and it was already there. It's the, the location of the painting. Genau, yeah. Whereas in the first one, an die ich das Bild ge gehängt habe, that's an accusative because you're actually placing the painting onto the wall. So there's movement involved, there's change of place involved. And uh, that's why it's like uh, going into the room rather than being in the room. Genau, das ist richtig. Sehr gut. Bravo. Well done, Mark. Oh. Very, very good. Okay. Very, very good. So we've looked at the nominative, we've looked at the accusative and dative relative pronouns. What happens then with the genitive? Yes, because this is why we're here today. We want to look at relative clauses in the genitive. And um, just like in with other cases, it's the verb or the preposition that tells us, hey, we want a genitive here. And it's very similar to the other cases because we have a genitive relative pronoun. And I'm going to tell you these now because it would be very difficult to figure them out uh, just uh, yourself. Okay. So we have the masculine singular, which is dessen. Okay. I knew there would be an S in there somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then we have the feminine singular, which is deren. Okay. And then now it gets really practical because we have the neuter singular, which is also dessen. Oh, right. Okay. That's good. Yeah. And then we have the plural, 
which is also deren. So it's dessen, deren, dessen, deren. And that's a, a sort of pattern that we've seen before. Yes, yes. Very often we see at least similarities between the masculine singular and the neuter. And on a, when we're very lucky, then we see similarities between the feminine singular and the plural. Plural, good. Okay, so we've seen these four cases for the relative pronoun in the genitive. Uh, that's dessen, deren, dessen, and deren. And maybe it would make sense just to think a little about what the word is in English that we're more than likely to use. And I think it's going to be whose or of whom. Ja, genau, das ist richtig. Ja. Could we see some examples of this then? Ja, na, na klar. Also ich habe hier ein äh, Beispiel. Das sind die Schuhe, deren Sohlen kaputt sind. So, das sind die Schuhe, those are the shoes, deren Sohlen kaputt sind, um, whose soles are broken. Ja, genau. Right, so the soles belong to the shoe, or the shoes, and therefore they are of the shoes, and that's where we're getting our genitive. Genau, das ist richtig. I'll give you another example with a masculine singular. Mm -hmm. Das ist der Mann, dessen Frau Bürgermeisterin ist. Right, okay, so this is making sense. Uh, das ist der Mann, that is the man, dessen Frau, whose uh, wife uh, Bürgermeister is, uh, is the mayor. Bürgermeisterin. Ah, Bürgermeisterin ist, sorry, uh, is the mayor. Ja, genau, sehr gut, sehr schön. So now we want to look at something else that happens very often when we use this, uh, these relative pronouns in the genitive. And it's um, a possessive relative clause. And uh, we're using the genitive relative pronouns after a preposition. Yeah? And a preposition that would require an accusative or a dative. This now sounds super complicated. Yeah, you've lost me here. But I, will, <laughs> but I will make an example and then we look at it now and I think it will all become very clear. Okay. Okay. So we look at Franz here. Mm -hmm. Franz sieht seinen Nachbarn, für dessen Hund er Futter gekauft hat. Okay, so Franz sieht seinen Nachbarn. Uh, Franz sees his neighbor. Then I think you said, für dessen Hund er Futter gekauft hat. So Futter is, uh, is food for, for an animal. Genau, ja. So für dessen Hund er Futter gekauft hat. So for whose dog he bought food. Genau, das ist richtig. So you see now, this is less complicated than uh, it sounded at the beginning. So what is interesting here is that we have für, which we previously said needed an accusative. Mm -hmm. And we have an accusative. It's the whole dessen Hund that is the accusative. Right. So if, uh, hypothetically, German were a language where we had to change the actual word, then Hund would have an accusative form there, but the Dessen is still the genitive 
of the relative clause. Is that right? Genau, das ist genau richtig. Very well done, Mark. Very good. Should I give you another example yeah, to maybe that will definitely make help. this a little bit more comfortable? Yeah. Das sind die Kinder, an deren Schule ich unterrichte. So, das sind die Kinder, those are the children, an deren Schule ich unterrichte. So, at whose school I teach. Genau richtig, sehr gut. So, we have an here, which requires a dative, but we also need to say whose school. So, we say deren Schule. It is really similar to English, I think. I, I think we're very lucky here when we understand English that we can make sense of this a little bit. Okay, so just for me, if I can work through this. So it's uh, die Schule normally, the nominative case, but an normally takes the dative, so it would be ich unterrichte an der Schule, at the school. Yeah. Because I'm not going to the school or anything like that. I teach in the school. However, it's not der Schule, but because we've linked it back to the children, it's their school, so that's where we need the deren Schule, their at whose school, an deren Schule ich unterrichte. Genau, das ist richtig. Very well done, Mark. I'm not looking forward to our translation challenges for this episode, I have to say. It'll be fine, it'll be fine, because it is so, because we just need to think of the at whose and for whose. And if we can think about this, I think we can, um, you know, make sense of this in our heads. Okay, Andrea, is there anything else that we need to know about this before we listen to our dialogue? Yes, I want to very briefly speak about weswegen, which I'm sure you've heard many times and maybe our listeners too. Um, and it's vegan requires an genitive. Mm -hmm. And when we say this is the reason why we use this and turn it into vegan with a genitive, which is this vegan. So I have a quick example for you to show this. Den Grund, weswegen Melanie erst spät zur Party kam, kennt niemand. Okay, der Grund is the reason. Um, weswegen, so you've said this is like the reason why um, Melanie erst spät zur Party kam. The, the reason why she came late to the party um, kennt niemand, no one knows. So no one knows the reason why Melanie came late to the party or the reason for which. Genau, and because this is a, a relative clause, we use weswegen. Okay. Hopefully, we'll come across more examples of this in our conversation, which is coming up after the break. In addition to the podcast version of Coffee Break German Season 3, we're also putting together a full course on the Coffee Break Academy, where you'll be able to access bonus materials to help you make even better progress with your German. That's right. Not only will you be able to enjoy an ad-free audio version of each lesson, we'll also provide a bonus episode where Andrea will be testing us with some translation challenges based on the topic of each lesson. And of course, there are comprehensive notes and a video version of each lesson too. Visit coffeebreakgerman.com and follow the links for season three there. Hold up. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay, today we are talking about relative pronouns in the genitive case. Now, Andrea, do we have a dialogue today that's going to give us more examples of this, perhaps? Yes, we are going to hear uh, Helene and Florian. Mm -hmm. And they talk about old times. They're looking at photographs. Excellent. Let's have a listen and listen out for those genitive relative pronouns. Hallo Florian. Schau mal, ich habe gerade das alte Fotoalbum gefunden. Da sind Bilder aus unserer Schulzeit drin. Magst du mal sehen? Oh wow, toll. Lass mal sehen. Schau mal, das ist das Jahresfoto der Grundschule. Wer ist denn das Mädchen hier? dessen Haare fast bis zum Boden reichen. Ich glaube, das ist Monika, deren Vater doch Schulleiter war. Ach ja, genau. Ich erinnere mich an den Vater, in dessen Büro ich einmal zitiert wurde. Ich hatte ein Schimpfwort gesagt, weswegen ich gleich eine Strafarbeit schreiben musste. Und wer ist das? Ach, das ist Jan, in dessen großen Bruder ich später so verliebt war. Ach, ehrlich? Ich dachte, du warst in den Jungen verliebt, dank dessen wir mal die Prüfungsresultate für Mathe im Voraus hatten. Ach, du meinst Martin, dessen Cousin die Mappe des Mathelehrers im Flur fand. Ja, genau. Nö, den mochte ich eigentlich nicht. Er hat ja oft Streiche gespielt, weswegen wir dann alle nachsitzen mussten. Triffst du dich eigentlich noch mit Leuten aus der Schulzeit? Abgesehen von mir, meine ich. Ja, mit Astrid telefoniere ich oft. Und sie ist in eine neue Wohnung gezogen, gleich neben dem Gebäude, in dessen Keller diese neue trendige Bar ist. Wir gehen dort manchmal etwas trinken. Ach, toll. Und wie geht's ihr? Nicht schlecht. Sie hat jetzt einen Job bei einer großen Firma. Deswegen hat sie wenig Freizeit. Und wenn sie nicht arbeitet, macht sie etwas mit dem Hund, dessen Herrchen ihr betagter Nachbar ist. Hört sich nach vollem Programm an. Dann sag ihr mal liebe Grüße von mir. Ich bin der, dessen Nachhilfebemühungen ihr geholfen haben, die Physikprüfung zu bestehen, falls sie sich nicht mehr erinnert. Klar, mach ich. Also, und wer ist dieser Junge hier? And I think they could possibly be going on for some time after this, but that's where yeah, we yeah. stop the conversation. <laughs> okay, so what is going on in this conversation? Obviously, we'll go through it in detail in our bonus episode, but let's have a little chat through what's happening here. Yeah, genau. So we have Helene and Florian, mm -hmm. and they're looking at old pictures from school and uh, talk about who is who. Okay. And they speak of a girl whose hair is so long that it uh, touches the floor. Yeah, she was the, the daughter of the, the head teacher, wasn't she? Yes, and then they look at the picture of Jan. And Helene used to be very much in love with his brother. That's right, yeah. Okay, uh, but I think Florian thought she was in love with another boy. 
Ah, yes. So the boy, he thinks she was in love with the boy who once gave them the math result, uh, results in advance. Um, and uh, Helene remembers that boy. Uh, his name was Martin. Mm -hmm. And it was his cousin who found the folder of the math teacher in the corridor. It's getting very complicated. I know, I know. But she never liked Martin very much because he was a bit cheeky and he played tricks and then everybody got punished oh uh, for the tricks uh, he played on people. Florian asks if Helen uh, still sees people from school. Yes, apart from obviously uh, Florian himself. And she says that she sometimes chats to Astrid on the phone and that she has new, moved into a new flat in the building where there is now a trendy bar in the basement. And sometimes they even go there to have a drink. That's right. She's got a new job too, and therefore she doesn't have too much time uh, for, for meeting up. That's right. So she's quite busy because next to her job, she also sometimes walks her elderly neighbor's dog. Indeed. Okay. So uh, Florian asks uh, Helen to, to give Astrid her, her best, uh, his best wishes. Mm -hmm. And so that she remembers who he is, he says that he's the guy who tutored her uh through the physics exam, because otherwise she wouldn't have passed. Indeed. And then they continue on to talk about more people in the, the photo. But as I say, that's where we've left our, our conversation. But there were definitely a number of, uh, I, I recognise the, the Dessen and the Deren and, and, and so on in there. Um, and we'll go through these, as I say, in our bonus episode. Also, das reicht für heute, oder? And noch nicht ganz, Mark. You have forgotten that we have noch eine Kleinigkeit. Natürlich. So in today's Kleinigkeit, we have a proverb. Mm -hmm. Was Hänschen nicht lernt, lernt Hans nimmermehr. Right, so was Hänschen nicht lernt, lernt Hans nimmermehr. So can you help us with this? Hänschen. Yes. So, Hänschen is, is little Hans. Right. So, we're talking here about a child. Hans is, is, a, is a German name. And we're talking here about a child, yeah? So, what little Hans doesn't learn, Hans, so adult Hans, will never learn. Right. So, is this kind of like saying you can't teach an old dog new tricks? Yes, that's exactly it. So this is a proverb that tells people that they should teach their kids young what they find important, like manners or uh, eating properly and all these good habits that we want uh, people to have, that we should start them young. Now, Andrea, I have to say that I don't necessarily agree with this when it comes to language learning, because I think you can learn a language and enjoy that learning process at whatever age you happen to be. I know that we've got coffee break learners in their 90s enjoying learning French and German and Spanish and Italian and so on. So definitely when it comes to language learning, both Hensian and Hans can learn just as well. I would totally agree with you, Mark. I'm not the biggest fan of this proverb because I think there are many areas of life where this is not true. But still, it is a very common proverb and I think it's quite funny. 
And it's always good to, to know what people are talking about when they say these proverbs, even if you don't necessarily agree with them. Okay, that is where we're going to leave this episode of Coffee Break German. We hope you've enjoyed it. As I said, we'll be going through our conversation in detail in our bonus episode, and we also have some translation challenges to do. But for now, vielen Dank und bis zum nächsten Mal. Bis bald. You have been listening to a Coffee Break Languages production for the Radiolingua Network. Copyright 2022, Radiolingua Limited. Recording copyright 2022, Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.